0: Yo, welcome to another edition of 43.6, the sports podcast you always wanted. I'm Dustin Perry, and I'm joined by James Key. Hello, James.
1: <laughs> Bare- barely made it in there at the wire, man. Um, you know, that, that's the, yeah, we talk self, self-man projects. I mean, there's no, there's no like third, fourth, fifth guy you can rely on to just fix shit. Before we went on, I did a like we we were missing something or there was an echo. So I restarted my computer and accidentally hit restart with Windows update, which is a big no-no because you're signing yourself. You're signing. It's like going to a doctor. Dude, actually, Windows is exactly like the hospital or the doctor. 100%. You get an appointment or whatever. You go see somebody and they tell you you need to be fixed. Right. So then they sit you back down and you wait which is like downloading the updates and then they call your name and you're like sick, your computer restarts and you just go into another room while they install them. And it even tells you this might take a while. Just like when you go to a hostel and like this could take several hours. No different.
0: Yeah. In our case, it it ended up being like 40 minutes or something that James is just staring at his computer, just hoping for it to update. And to add another wrinkle into all of that, it's just the two of us today. Uh, Maddie is unavailable due to family commitments, we'll say.
1: <laughs> yeah, we'll let him handle that. But if you can read between the lines, you know you know the deal. Family commitments.
0: Yeah. He's been alluding to this for uh, quite a few months. So, um, yeah, Maddie, I imagine, will be back on the program next week. And I know we did have... Some people saying, hey, we'll jump in and while we appreciate it, we're like, you know what? We don't even have our shit together today.
1: <laughs> so, <laughs> we barely have things working, let alone have yeah. have anything for guests. So
0: Yeah, could you imagine if we had tried to loop a third person in here who isn't normally <laughs> on the show everything? Like they would get in here and be like, This place is a nightmare. Like what Man, have I signed up for?
1: Amateur hour. Yeah.
0: It's certainly what it looks for looks like. And Nevertheless, we do have some sports topics to talk about. We're going to talk about NFL Week 17. We're going to talk about our picks for NFL Week 18. The end of The NFL season is already upon us, and it's, it's a sad time, but exciting time as, as well. It's also sad uh, what happens in the world of soccer. And by sad, I just mean ridiculous. And it's uh, one Cristiano Ronaldo. We want to talk a bit about that. Plus... There's, I mean, since Maddie's not here, we're going to talk a bit more about wrestling today. We have a couple of wrestling stories. One, AEW Dynamite is going to have a new refreshed look on Wednesday night, and we want to brainstorm what we think that might be. And finally, a segment that we're messing with, maybe it'll be a regular thing, maybe it won't be, but it's called What If? Exactly like the comic series, exactly like television show. But in this case, What If? this particular thing happened or didn't happen in professional wrestling and how that would have changed the course of history all that and a whole lot more plus this episode episode 37 i think i said last week was episode 38 which is 100 percent not right but it's mainly it's because the way my excel sheet was i was looking at like the the row number rather than the episode number and there's a couple of rows in there that aren't episodes this is episode 37 of 43.6 and of course it is brought to you by now your treasures which we will talk a bit more about later but first we want to talk about our week and what has happened since the last time we discussed anything on this show gonna say anything (laughs) we haven't seen each other Uh, yeah not at all um so we'll start with you which is a lie we did see each other that's what I'm, that's what I'm joking about. We actually saw each other in person this past week. <laughs> yeah. In between we hung these out for two a bit, episodes. which was
1: which was cool. Um it's funny how like you, when you get together with a, with a friend you haven't seen in a while, like in like in person and like you don't actually like, we didn't really do anything. <laughs> we just kind of we just kind of talked and and caught up and and laughed about TNA. Um and some of the dude the Impact Channel. Okay, so the the impact channel is the best thing to throw on because it, and i'll give in a weird way i'll give impact tna whatever you want to call them credit for this
0: so they, if you don't know what he's talking about there's oh, if yeah. you, on samsung televisions there is like this free tv app and one of the apps is a 24 7 impact wrestling channel
1: yeah so this is a new thing in entertainment me formerly being in the entertainment business um where um I mean, Canada just got Pluto, um, and what they call uh, this—I forget what they what they call it Um, actually—but it's a new, it's it's relatively new. So basically, it's it's linear streaming, so it's not uh, on demand or anything. Um, And you pick your thing. Like there's a Hell's Kitchen channel on Samsung. There's Funny or Die, and it just it plays things with like sometimes with ads, uh, sometimes not. It depends on what you're watching, but um, it's basically just free content that. You, again you can't choose anything it just loops or plays one thing after another so um, it's kind of cool I think it's a neat option for when you want to just throw something on in the background or even if you're interested in some of these things but I'll give so what I was saying was I'll give impact credit for this even though you know it, it may be kind of a shot they give you a little bit of everything watching the clips or the matches we saw i was like hey i remember this this was cool and it let us down conversations of like that was cool this was awesome but then also they're showing clips and we're like that was stupid <laughs> what the hell was that you know
0: i think that's just wrestling in general though there's a lot of stuff that's like oh yeah i remember that was cool and there's a lot of stuff you look back and say oh it's, that was real dumb i don't know what it's different though because
1: th- the timeline was compressed right like and they've gone through so many different, like, iterations. And that's the thing about the Fed, right? Like, the Fed has kind of always been the Fed. And, I mean, it's gone through different coats of paint. But it's never really, at the heart of what it is, changed really what it is. Like, it's always been, like, this is WWE or WWF, right? Like, even with the letter change, you, there's it's still it's still the build to wrestlemania it's still rumble. like you know what i mean like i feel like impact has had these different like what are we going to be we're a six-sided ring company we're a four-sided ring company we're anchored by hogan we're not a hogan company we're indie guys we're, we're wednesday night pay-per-views now we're not like it, it's just been so we're ecw guys now we're not
0: it's so odd global force wrestling and now we're not
1: yeah global force gold which you know shout out max caster i know early shout out shout out max (laughs) caster for just lighting a fire we can talk about that in the age but like man
0: yeah Yeah, so okay i I, the reason or like the reason why i think that is with impact is because wwe at least for the past you know 50 something years or whatever they had a constant in vince mcmahon so your booker never changed his ideas adapted and changed, of course, and his vision generally was similar. All, but the like, voice was like kind of was, a through was, line.
1: It was the same voice,
0: right? Whereas with with Impact, yeah, you had you had Jeff Jarrett, and then you had Eric Bischoff at one point, and you had okay. Vince Russo as a head writer at one point, and Bruce Prichard was there at one point, and Jim Cornette was there at one point. Dutch Mantel. And, and Dutch was there, and then it went back to Jarrett, and then it went back and to the, Russo, and then the back Carters to The Carters were in charge. And then, and then, yeah, when Dixie took over, then Panda Energy was involved in some way, and Spike TV had, like, pulled in certain things, and and then eventually now with Anthem and Scott Demore. So it they've had so many different people writing that show and producing that show that it has changed just based on that solely. And Hulk Hogan, too, right? I just remember like
1: trying to tune into TNA like during a period I would I would say it's just just after the Kurt Angle days. I would say once Christian came back to WWE and like just kind of after that period, I would watch and be like I don't know who's coming or going. Like I don't know who's heel or face. And you know what you know what's funny? It reminds me of AEW. Like I don't know who's I don't know what's happening. I don't know who the what the stories are, or anything, and we can get to that. But um, I was gonna I say, just we should was...
0: put a pin in that one because mm. that is, yeah, something that AEW, I think, does intentionally. But we, we yeah, can well, talk a bit more about yeah.
1: that. Um, other um, than that, my week was fucking, I don't know. I guess I gotta go back to work tomorrow. I guess I have to. I don't really want to. That's why I don't like vacations. I, feel... I can't do them because then I get demotivated.
0: Yeah, I feel the exact same way where I'm looking at I'm like I have to work tomorrow and I know there's At least three or four things on my plate for this week I just don't want to do it, but i'm like well I do want to also live and like buy food and stuff
1: Right, and I guess I have to (laughs) just not do the thing that's called work like if there was I mean they say like do what you love and you never have to work another day in your life But then i'm like I don't want to ruin the thing. I love I don't want to work either I just if you, if you just find a way to funnel money into my bank account, uh, you know that would be fantastic. Uh, I I did see Puss in Boots with my kid. That movie's funny, but also very dark. Um what Puss in
0: Boots? Puss and Boots.
1: Yeah, the cat. I am Puss in Boots.
0: The okay, Legend. so is Boots the thing from Dora?
1: No, it's the it's the swordsman cat from Shrek well it's not from shrek oh, okay. it's an old it's an old fairy tale and it's antonio banderas and he's Puss in boots and he has a sword and he goes around and he saves people and he gives people the money that's Puss in boots that's my impression apparently it's really good i've been All told right, if you say so but yeah i went to the theater and saw that with my kid she it was just really dark like it had some like dark overtones to it for uh for a dreamworks shrek universe are you looking up Puss in boots
0: uh, no, I just wrote in my shout out because I just thought of one.
1: Um, you should look up Puss and Boots. Um,
0: I feel like if I search that, there's going to be like a completely different type of uh, recommendation if I type in Puss. But <laughs> I will also say that eh, I don't know what webpage it was. If I click around here, I might find it pretty quickly. I did. Um, the Google ads that I'm now being fed is Crunch Cup thanks to you guys from last week Jeez. all my ads i use it every all day. all my day ads now. recently is that goddamn crunch cup I use it every day now
1: so good so good we should get one what
0: um i'm <laughs> taking my headphone out and listening because my um my uh I'm trying to say without setting everyone else's off now. My, uh, my assistant, my uh, audio assistant that is in my living room is like trying to uh, pick up something that I said. So <laughs> I suppose um, it's because I use the Oogle word and then... Oh, uh,
1: yeah. No, Crunch Cup is great, man. I use it every day. Um, but speaking of things that I, I don't have, because you said Crunch Cup and I have that, and it's like a, a thing that's kind of a novelty, but it is cool. I'm probably going to take it to work tomorrow. Um, I need your opinion. So you're in the Discord with the boys, and they're trying to get me to get a Meta Quest 2 so that they play golf and other games like poker. You can play, like, poker with your boys.
0: Oh, and for a second there, I, I, when you said Meta Quest, I'm like, I have no fucking clue what that means. But it's that, like, the Facebook... Uh, Oculus, yeah. Well, it's changed to Oculus Meta, thing. yeah. So gotcha.
1: here's the thing I was like, eh. and now, now TikTok Is serving me videos about The NFL game <laughs> where you get to like Run out of the tunnel as the quarterback You get to like tap Dalvin Cook On the back and be like, <clears throat> go that way And like shit like then throw The ball like, oh man Should I, okay so It's 500 bucks, right But Amazon has their Affirm payment system So I can pay in payments But like apparently the golf game is really good and i love golf
0: i don't know i don't see myself ever and then using porn. something like that well that's the thing like obviously these vr headsets i think the number one selling feature is what no one talks about
1: yeah i mean it's right? the same thing it's, as why blu-ray beat out hd dvd right whatever porn attaches itself to wins
0: well, I don't know if it was so much for. Bl- I think actually the Blu-ray won the the war, so to speak, of HD physical disc because of the PlayStation th- Three. What? Which one was it? It was PS3, right? PS3, yeah.
1: It was the PS3. PS3, yes.
0: yes. yes.
1: And, and then, then Xbox the had, came native. with it, yeah. Which is uh, funny though, with, because but if you think about it, the 360 won that generation.
0: It did, but it was an add-on. You couldn't I play. Know,
1: but as I'm saying, like, you would think that Blu-ray wouldn't have taken off for that reason. I still, I'm going to say it's porn. I think it's porn.
0: Well, it, it 100% was porn if we're talking about VHS and Betamax, where yeah, that where the or whoever the distributor of Betamax was or whoever the like, manufacturer of the tapes, whoever the fuck it was, had absolutely no interest in working with the adult film industry, and VHS was like, we'll take it. <laughs> and it, sign us
1: up, sign, sign us up. Right,
0: and, and it became like the number one use for a VHS player at the time. It was a very large portion of the VHS market was adult videos. Yeah. So all those sales, hundred percent of those sales went to Team VHS, and that's why that won out. I don't think it was as significant with the Blu-ray and HD DVD war because. I think with Sony backing it, I think that was already a, a leg up for the war. I, I mean, I have some accurate horn. They're probably in, no, the uh, HD DVDs. I have like yeah. a handful of them. That's cool. Because, oh, look at that. You have the right, Xbox the attachment. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, the actual drive. No one can see this except you, but there's this. Yeah. Uh, Xbox. It was huge. It's not that big. It's like this. It's, I mean, it's, half the size of this laptop that's sitting here.
1: I used to have one in the back room at EB Games and I was always like, should I just buy it? And I didn't.
0: I haven't used it in forever. I don't know if it even works anymore. But it was it was cool. It was interesting to have like a, a second disc drive for your Xbox for literally no reason other than to play movies, which <laughs> is kind of ridiculous come to think of it.
1: What did, what did you do outside of, uh, outside of our little soiree?
0: So i did go to see babylon i I was talking about that on the show last week of the new margot robbie movie with brad pitt
1: you want to do a brad pitt Um, impression because i did my my antonio banderas impression
0: i'm trying to think if i even know how to do a brad pitt impersonation
1: (laughs) i wouldn't even know so don't even worry and i don't think that's what i mean like he's not distinctive
0: enough like he is distinctive but like, I don't think it's distinctive enough to be able to do an impersonation of him. Was the movie good? It was... I enjoyed it. It, it was very long, but like, it never felt like it was long. It was three hours, nine minutes,
1: hmm.
0: which is obscenely long for any movie, honestly. But I kind of understood why they did it because they are kind of telling three different stories at the same time, and those three characters don't interact that much. It almost seemed like this was a story about this one guy, but we don't have enough of a movie to be around this guy. So we're gonna throw in Margot Robbie and we're gonna throw in Brad Pitt and give them like side stories and they'll all kind of work together in some way. It's it's one of those weird movies where there's there's no antagonist. Right. And unless you consider like all of them antagonists in some way.
1: Or like is like life or like the circumstances the antagonist?
0: it's almost i would say life is like the antagonist where or time is the antagonist yeah. where they all have like they all kind of struggle with th- their place in the world we'll say yeah. so like the Brad Pitt character is a established actor who is starting to lose his way as because the movie is set in the 1920s so he's an established actor in the 1920s and then as it gets to like 1927 or something the the Ever, all, all these uh, movies being made are being made with sound now. And so now you have to act and you have to be able to deliver lines and speak and like, like acting as we believe it now. But before there was sound, it was like these, you know, audio the movies. There's no dialogue. So it's a completely different form of acting. So his character is like struggling with that transition and like not wanting to fall behind. And he starts to realize, like, this may not be for me anymore. And then Margot Robbie's at the opposite end, where she's nobody. And she's trying to break into Hollywood. And then the last character is Diego Calva's character. He plays Manny. And he's an aspiring director, we'll say. Oh. And again, just kind of breaking into the industry. So all of them are just trying to, like completely changed their lives to adapt into this Hollywood lifestyle and some are doing better than others and some are like trying to hold on for dear life to not be removed from it so it was cool I enjoyed it it is at times very up its own ass so you have to like because it's like yeah. it's a Hollywood movie yeah it's just
1: it's sucking its own dick it's jerking itself off right,
0: right. Like it's, it's trying to tell this grand story about Hollywood when you are currently existing in hollywood and writing a movie and you know what i mean like it's just it's very it's a bit trite yeah that's a good way of putting it and like it's not necessarily a bad thing it's like you just have to be aware of that going in like this is going to be a little on the nose at times and also it is kind of fucking wild at times
1: does it do the like, t- the Tim Burton thing where it's like it's a it's art, it's a movie, it's like where it tries to like really hard to be like it, this is a high concept or like
0: it definitely gives you that vibe at times. I think it wasn't too bad, like it was stomachable until the very end, where it's like uh, I don't yeah. know, man, that's kind of weird. So I enjoyed it, like it was a fun ride. I almost didn't want it to end like I, I, I feel like this would have been a really cool television series if you had given mm. me like 12 to 24 episodes of this and I can continually follow these characters instead of sitting there for three hours like just give me a bunch of episodes that are 40 minutes self contained and we can go all the way through this story that they're trying to tell. I think that might have been a better use for this, but I also understand why it exists and I'm sure it will be nominated for a number of Oscars. Not necessarily in Best Picture, but for cinematography, for direction, for sound. Like I think there's a lot of really, really cool things in this movie. And I wouldn't be surprised if Margot Robbie is um, nominated for Best Actor as well. Or yeah. I guess in the world of the Oscars they nominate Best Actress, which I think is fucking ridiculous. Mm. Um, that's just... I mean, i I just think it's silly that we call them Actors and Actresses. It's like... If I go to the doctor and they happen to be a female doctor, so I say, hey, what's the doctress today?
1: Patient or your pa- patient and tr- patientress?
0: Right? Like two different? I don't know. It's just like I, when I used to go to the Orthodontist, there was two orthodontists. There was a male one and a female one. The female one was there at times and the male one was there at times. Well they have duke I didn't and call Duchess. them like hey doctor hey doctress when I saw them. Well they have Duke and Duchess though. Yeah, but that's like those are terms that no one uses ever. Prince and princess.
1: I don't know. I hear you. And like in actual like professions, it's not. There's no difference. There, female actor and male actor. I think would have been better.
0: Right. You could just say best male actor and best female actor. I don't mm-hmm. know. Maybe I'm splitting hairs here. I just don't like. I almost feel like the word actress is pejorative. And a little that, bit like
1: a stewardess.
0: Right? Yeah. I don't, Maybe I'm conflating these things or yeah. making this stuff up. But nah. maybe if, if we know any uh, female actors, they can uh, let us know how they feel about it. But I think it's, it's weird to call it that. Anyways, I think Margot Robbie will be nominated. She was incredible in this movie. But that's not necessarily breaking any ground. I think for a long time, she has been seen as someone who's really, really good at this. But... I don't know if she's had a chance to really stand on her own, because if you think of like some of her more recent movies, like Amsterdam, I loved, but I don't think that's going to be considered. For anything. No, she like was in uh, Wolf
1: of Wall Street. She was in that. Wasn't she in that one with Will Smith?
0: Uh, maybe. I forget I, what know, it was movie you're talking about, I but like, what it called. It, but even with Wolf of Wall Street, she wasn't a lead in that movie. Suicide Squad, she, it was an ensemble cast. Now. Barbie? Most people remember Harley Barbie's Quinn gonna and Suicide Squad's one big. Yes. She like and I mean I was going down the list of all her other movies, like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, again, wasn't like that was that was Brad Pitt again, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> like, that was yeah, that was um again, not it was, it was Brad Pitt. It was Brad Pitt, yeah, it was Brad Pitt and Leonardo DiCaprio and Margot Robbie. So again, third building on that movie and not the lead. And I guess yeah. technically in Babylon she's not Top billing, top billing be Brad Pitt. But nevertheless, I think she is definitely gonna get a lot of credit for this movie, as she should.
1: Hmm. Well, she'll be top billing in Barbie. Will she? Well, you think Ryan Gosling will take it?
0: Yes, I do think Ryan Uh, that's a very good point. I'm gonna just go into IMDB and type in Barbie and see if who has oh no, she is she's top billing. Actually, no, it says margot robbie will ferrell and then ryan Gosling,
1: simu and simu or uh, whatever whatever the canadian dude's name is
0: oh uh Simu liu yeah who of course best known in my opinion shang shi and of course also and also was in that uh netflix show was not there uh, i think of someone else
1: kim's convenience he was in
0: Yeah, he was in Kim's Convenience. Okay, never mind. I thought he was in. Was he not in Blockbuster, or am I making that up? Or is that no? That's was... the other guy. Oh God,
1: <laughs> that's us outing himself as a racist. <laughs> yeah, I and
0: mean, clearly, like I, all these Asian guys look alike to me. Apparently, is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> I've never watched Kim's Convenience, so maybe that's yeah. when I when I heard that he's in Kim's Convenience is when I'm assuming that he was did also you, in Blockbuster. Did you do anything for I years? think that's I ended up catching a ton of Pokemon on New Year. That's what I did.
1: On Go or the game Scarlet? And oh God,
0: no! Yeah, oh. <laughs> I left the house. Are you kidding me? I watched.
1: Um, <laughs> I watched Glass Onion.
0: Oh, so that's the thing. Like, I have been meaning to watch Glass Onion. I did watch Knives Out recently to like prepare for it, but apparently, you don't even need to watch like Knives Out. No.
1: Okay. No, there's one minor callback in the in the film, and it's not even a callback. It's like an Easter egg. That's it. He literally walks by a bunch of knives and goes. Oh or something. Like he just <laughs> That's it. But it's good. I liked it. But it was a little bit telegraphed, but I like it. And there there's a like once the twist is established, it's telegraphed. Um but I liked it. It was good. Anyway, sports.
0: <laughs> Let's talk about sports. We'll talk about NFL week seventeen. And I think the best part about NFL Week seventeen has gotta be the fact that mm-hmm. the new york jets no have been eliminated from playoff contention the jets had and almost not only did they were they eliminated they did it to themselves they were eliminated by they are eliminated by Geno Smith
1: well and they did it to themselves because the pats beat the dolphins
0: so yes they 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 had an opportunity to to be in a spot
1: extend the uh the hope to keep the drive alive uh i watched the game it was pretty pathetic um and from a from the standpoint of that they just they have this they have this weakness around the outside i've talked week over week around the outside of the run um it's weird um gino ran a couple times and uh was able to to move the chains that way i think and but the defense isn't the problem the jets had some like four touchdowns over the last six games or something it was some stupid stat i read and like as cute as it was mike white's not the answer um,
0: <laughs> he definitely wasn't at least this know, past Sunday.
1: and and joe flacco wouldn't have been the answer um they they and zach wasn't the answer either they need to seriously go back and look at that offense and figure out like what they want to be. And I mean, oddly, like once Brees Hall went down, it all kind of went down. Um, he was so good. Uh, and I hope he comes back from that ACL. ACLs are, are tricky, man. But I think it really fleshes out this offense. And I think what they need to do... And I see, like, I get fed these articles on, like, Twitter and whatever. It's like, the Jets must move on from Zach. Again, I don't know that that's the case. I don't I don't know. I think Sal is right. Like, you look at a guy like Daniel Jones, he's in year four. And he's just starting to to turn around. Um, and I'll go back and say it. Very rarely do quarterbacks jump in first year and, and – and make a difference, other than that twenty twenty class. The twenty twenty class is the only quarterback class I've seen where guys literally hop in. Like Tannehill didn't become a good quarterback for like eight years. Um, you know what I mean. So, and maybe Russ wasn't even a good quarterback, <laughs> right? So I don't. I, I'm not gonna. I'm not ready to pull the shoot on on Zach yet. I think what they need to do is is definitely find a veteran to come in stabilize things show him how to be a professional and and go from there we there's going to be no shortage of them now with i don't know if you want to touch on this you know Derek carr out uh, of the raiders uh sent home or went home too
0: yeah and when that went down and sometimes you read stuff on twitter or instagram and it's hard to like really sift through all the noise and like, did this actually happen? Did this player actually say this? And so I don't know if this 100% did happen, but it sounds like when Carr, and I, I want to say it was like his actual Twitter account. So like, again, not sure if it happened or not. Someone could have like manufactured this whole thing, but it's worth the conversation. When Derek Carr got sent home, I could have sworn I saw like a tweet from uh, Devonte Adams. Saying, well, what the fuck now? Like, what do I do now? Like, he was upset with the fact that Carr was gone.
1: Well, apparently they're boys, right? Like, I've. Right. Like, so, apparently they're best friends.
0: And it was kind of like, I came here to play with Derek, and now you're sending him home. And again, I may have read a tweet that was made up, in the, and Devontae Adams didn't actually say this, but let's pretend he did. I was thinking to myself, as I'm playing in my last place matchup in uh, fantasy football this week, because um even though you have the most points scored in fantasy football, you can still end the season four and ten, like I did. So as I'm uh losing the uh seventh place matchup right now, uh <laughs> I was thinking to myself, should I start Devontae Adams this week? Because you know Derek Carr's gone. It's it's gonna be Stidham in place playing quarterback. And I don't know like if Devontae's head's even in there. And I said, you know what? Who cares? Like I'm in last place. gives shit. And Devontae Adams, 153 yards and two touchdowns. Like, like okay, it's it's almost like Car. Okay, so Car was the problem. Never mind. It's, um, you know what? I, I, yeah, is he? Like, I don't, I don't know, man. Like, no, no, no I'm, I'm, I'm joking when I say that. Like, yeah. I, I feel like when these backup quarterbacks come in, smartly, so they don't overthink it. Sometimes they're like, "Who's the best player on this team? Okay, Devontae. I'll just keep throwing the ball to Devonte, and he's gonna make a play." I feel like you know what they do? Maybe they, run, they run they run they run the things. ball.
1: They run the ball a lot for protection, right? And then they lean on their best players, which I don't think you're oversimplifying it. I think that's that's what they do. I mean, like look at like look at San Fran. And and brought, dude, just going going to the quarterback conversation, how many quarterbacks, veteran quarterbacks that are quality I'm not going to say top tier. I'll say quality. Are they going to be in this offseason, season, right? Like San Fran, 100% can like if they want to, they can move on from Jimmy G. Like 100, like they don't. Between Trey, if Trey's healthy and Brock Purdy, so Jimmy G is out there. Then Aaron Rodgers is going to be out there. Tom Brady's going to be out there if he does. If he doesn't retire, uh, Derek Carr is going to be out there.
0: Lamar Jackson.
1: Lamar Jackson's gonna be out there. Right? Like the, the carousel of NFL quarterbacks is probably gonna be the craziest it's ever been. And the weird thing is, like I said, the Jets are sitting there going, Hey, but so but so with the Bucks, like think about the Bucks are what, two years removed from a Super Bowl. You put like I don't know well, if it's all been Tom Brady this year, but
0: by this coming off season, the Bucks may be the defending Super Bowl champions.
1: They yeah, did. They did make the playoffs, so
0: they are. They're right there in that. Co- they have officially made. Yeah, they clinched the playoffs. Yeah. I think they did. Yeah, so they are. The division. They are in the playoffs. Uh, I'm just double checking that as I say that. I feel like yes, they did qualify. Yeah, they did. They are in the playoffs, which is insanity. If you look at, I mean, okay, the NFC South is garbo. Like they, the the Bucks are uh, an eight and eight team, and the next best team is the Saints, who are seven and nine, who are eliminated, and the Panthers are six and ten, the Falcons are six and ten. So yes, everyone sucks. And would they still be in? I mean, they would still be in the contention for a wild card spot right now had they not had been in the shade division and you know won the shade division. So yeah, still a playoff team
1: and let me let me let me walk this back to of all those teams if you're a, a top tier in the group of quarterbacks that are coming would you want to go to carolina who are you going to play with in carolina nobody do you want to go to indianapolis i want to go to indianapolis right like i feel like the jets actually have the ability to attract somebody which is rare <laughs> for this team but there's there's pieces here and i think Salah is getting a lot of respect as a head coach which is great so and joe douglas has done a great job as as gm um, i think the draft will be telling for them though i mean they're going to have a mid round pick so i don't know we'll see who we'll see what what that entails i don't know i'm bummed man there was so much hope they were 7 and 4 another 8 and 7 <laughs> they're 7 and 9 actually Seven. Fuck.
0: <laughs> Even worse than you were thinking. Sorry,
1: I meant to say seven and eight, but they're seven and nine. That's so embarrassing. Yeah.
0: And they have a possibility, of course, of ending the season seven and 10, which I think might have been what I suggested at the beginning of the year when I said, no way that you have Jets make the playoffs and they'll be seven and nine or seven and 10, excuse me. And that's possibly where this may end up because they no longer have anything to play for. If you think about it, like in terms of going into week 18 cuz that's the thing about week 18 where there's so much up in the air of all these teams like trying to grab that last playoff spot and who's still on the bubble? Do you have it? I do have it pulled up. Um the Jets next week will play the Dolphins. And the Dolphins are 8 and 8. They the need The Dolphins can make the playoffs if they beat the Jets and the Patriots lose to the Bills. The Patriots, are playing, the Patriots are playing the Bills. Yeah. So, and it gets even more confusing of like, the Patriots will make the playoffs if they beat the Bills, or if the Dolphins lose and the Steelers lose, and the Jags win. It's just like, it's a whole thing. Um, there's four teams right now, at least in the AFC, four teams that are potentially able to get that seven seed. There's the Patriots, who are playing the Bills, the Dolphins were are playing the Jets, the Steelers who are playing the Browns, and the Jags who are playing the Titans. Crazy thing about that one, the Jags and the Titans. They're actually playing for the division. The winner of that game wins the AFC South.
1: Yeah, but the Titans don't have Even a quarterback. The,
0: the Titans are using their third-string quarterback. I forgot the dude's name already, but they've already... Oh, Dobbs is his name. I don't know who the fuck Dobbs is, but... Dobbs is starting in the AFC South title game, essentially. (laughs) So the Jags are... I find it
1: crazy that the Steelers are still in contention.
0: The Steelers are still in contention, and that's because they did beat the Baltimore Ravens on Sunday night, and anytime those two teams play, you know it's going to be a battle. And the Ravens have just been spinning their wheels all season. It's it's ridiculous. If you look back at every loss that the Ravens have had this year, they were leading in the fourth quarter. Like the Ravens have been horrendous in the, their secondary specifically has been horrendous in the second half of uh, these football games. And man, they even just had dude, the fact the Ravens a slightly record, better secondary,
1: the Ravens record is, is they, they deserve credit for what they've been able to accomplish with nothing. And like yeah. with even without Lamar at times, like nothing. Um,
0: without Lamar at times, and without Mark Andrews at times, like they have, like their two biggest weapons have been missing at times throughout the season. And I know all teams go through that, but the Ravens specifically because they don't really them, have many nothing. weapons to go into. The I was gonna season. say? Yeah,
1: <laughs> after that, after those two, there's there's not a whole hell of a lot. Um Is that Yeah, man, the steel. Like I remember laughing at the Steelers being like, "Okay, what are you going to do? Start Picket?" or Trubisky and now look at them. Holy shit. But I mean, the, and that when they lost Juju, right?
0: Yeah, it, it didn't seem to matter because Juju has been almost invisible in Kansas city.
1: It's so weird, man. Um, but good on the Steelers. I actually funny enough to, to put a bow on the whole lot, like the last week of the NFL conversation. And speaking of, you know, teams that, uh, and what they've done this year, the, the Vikings, I heard a crazy stat about the Vikings Um, And I know they were your pick. Did you know if they, if if the the amount of one possession games, if they were reversed in like against the Vikings, they'd be something like two and fifteen, or something crazy. It's it's nuts. Like they've they've made it by the skin of their teeth in so many games, uh, that like I don't know. I don't know if they're gonna make it out of the first game.
0: The Vikings like, definitely don't look like a team of their record right now. No, right? But you know what? Neither do the Eagles either. And I know the Eagles have lost Jalen Hurts, but they haven't looked good at all. But they're going to have a healthy Hurts in, in round
1: one. I mean, I think he was purposely sat from the injury up because in, they knew they had they had shit locked. Um, is Dallas? Well, they God had a or,
0: playoff spot locked. Is Dallas Goddard still right? hurt? Like, Uh, I don't know, but that's, the point is, like, the Eagles had a playoff spot locked up, but they didn't have the division, and they didn't have, they certainly didn't have the bye either. There's only the one bye now, so, for them to be just sitting back and waiting for Hurts to come back, I understand you have to, and I'm not suggesting you put a guy in there when he's hurt, a la the Miami Dolphins. Who who give for to give them credit, they didn't play Tua Tonga this past week. And at least according to ESPN today, they're saying they are not going to play Tua this coming weekend as well, even though like their playoffs depend on it. Although I think if the Dolphins do somehow make the playoffs, they will definitely be looking to start Tua in the playoffs.
1: If you're me, do you wanna beat the dolphins and spoil their playoff hopes or do you want to lose to the dolphins so that the pats can make it in like i don't that's, know it's that's it's, the thing about
0: week 18 where everything is divisional right so if you by it, it doesn't matter how your game goes there's another game that can change the whole scenario
1: speaking of injured uh Again, watching that Jets game, watching Mike White try and throw with broken ribs, even though he got cleared, like you can tell this man's ribs were broken. Like after every every play, he's just doing, like he's just stretching his arm and his oblique, and I'm like, this guy's this guy's fucking half dead, which looks real bad that they can't start Zach or Joe ahead of it. And I, I know they shut down Zach for the season because of his piss poor play, but it was it was kind of sad watching them just let Mitch White die. <laughs> Up there on the field, it was pretty rough. I, I think I'm just, well, I'm in post-traumatic stress here.
0: There was also another situation where a quarterback got hurt. Uh, did you see the play with Nick Foles where he was hurt no. on the turf, just laying there, and almost looked like, I, I don't know. Ex- he looked like he was in a lot of pain. Like he was rolling around a bit. I know I, know I had read somewhere saying he was having convulsions or something. I don't know if that was the case, or he was just like rolling around He's in so much pain. And then, right beside him, you should look up this video uh, if you have a chance. Uh, Cavayon Thibodeau, I think is how you pronounce his last name. The defensive player who hit him was doing a snow angel, like right beside him, and to a point where he's like almost hitting Foles with his arms and legs with the snow angel as he's rolling around in pain. <laughs> so here, here, here's the thing. Um, obviously, it looks bad on camera. Like if you're, you see the, you see the injury. And you see the defensive player who hit him, like celebrating that he, you know, injured him. I want to give him the benefit of the doubt that you have this helmet on and you're laying on the ground. I don't know if your peripheral vision is perfect in that moment while you're doing the Snow Angel. Now, Snow Angel is kind of a weird thing to do, period. (laughs) But yeah, especially when there's no snow. Especially when there's no snow. Yeah. I still want to give him the benefit of the doubt that he didn't know that Nick Foles was as hurt as he actually was. Try to watch it. I'm
1: getting pounded with
0: ads. Oh yeah, that you know, there's nothing you can do about those damn ads. But it it's it's scary looking too. When you see how Foles is rolling around, it's Oh, oh I is that when your ads you
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't know why that was playing. Oh, because I'm sending it to you. Okay, my bad.
0: It looks really bad. Like, I don't I don't know what's happening to Nick Foles in that moment, but he looks like he's in a lot of pain.
1: I just muted the video so I can watch it. On YouTube, I have significantly shorter ads than ESPN or TSN, which is, like, embarrassing. Like, no one's going to watch your site, you fucking morons.
0: Oh, yeah, there's so many times where I go to TSN and I click on a video <laughs> and it's like, playing ad one through six. I'm like, nope. <laughs> I will I will go to Barstool Sports. I will find somewhere else to watch this video and instead of trying to support this stupid Bell Media bullshit. Yeah,
1: that looks pretty bad, by the way. Did they say what Nick Foles' injury was?
0: I was reading somewhere that he has a rib injury, but I don't know to what extent.
1: Also, I didn't know he like was even on the... I didn't know he was on the...
0: The uh, Colts. Well, that's another, just another one of those random quarterbacks are going to pop up everywhere for the next little while, right?
1: Well, they started, uh, what's his name, Sam Ellinger, at one point this year.
0: I feel like the Colts have had a few different starting quarterbacks this year, just like a lot of other teams that are just trying to get through this 18 week schedule. That, you know what? Also, maybe worth discussing at some point once you get a bit more sample size. So this would be something we can talk about in the next few years. But this extra week in the NFL, I think there's a lot of players who are dealing with injuries are might start pointing to this and saying, this might be part of the reason why there's so many injured starting quarterbacks. There's so many injured running backs. There's so many injured defensive linemen. Like There's a reason why we shouldn't play this many games
1: did you also see the other video though of i think it was the guy on i don't know if it was last week again it might have come through my tiktok um i forget which player it was or which game but they're going to sack the quarterback and they like tapped him they like half hugged him but then they like let up because they didn't want to get a roughing the pastor penalty and then the quarterback stepped back and like threw the ball it was incomplete but like like, defensive players are also confused as fuck now about what they can do and can't do.
0: Yeah, there was a couple plays like that. I remember, I don't know if it's the same play you're talking about, but I remember seeing one. And I was watching Red Zone, so I don't remember what game it was. But it was a similar situation where ran to the quarterback, didn't finish the tackle because they didn't want to get called for offensive or, like, a personal foul for roughing the passer. But then the whistle wasn't ever blown and the quarterback just ran off.
1: Yeah, that <laughs> game, yeah.
0: like, another 10 yards or something. Like, well, what the fuck? Like I didn't know right. like so yeah like these guys are so terrified of hitting the quarterback that it's going to alter the way this game is played. So maybe it's for the better. I don't know.
1: How do you change that though? Like before we move on to the next topic, like what do you do to play football without like these guys getting demolished? Like quarterbacks have gotten demolished this year on the field like bad. Like how do you how do you solve that without having roughing the passer penalties literally every play and having defensive players basically trying to like block a shot in the NBA. Like they're just like standing in front of the guy, waving his hands. Like, you know what I mean? Like, how do we, how do we solve that? I don't know.
0: I don't, I don't know if you can, like there's, there's all the rules against your kickers too, and not being able to hit a kicker period. I don't know if we're going to get to that point with the quarterback where you just, you just can't hit them behind the line of scrimmage, right? And obviously, that's not the way I'd like. Well, to Well, then see there's no more sacks, right? Well, no, you can still call a sack if you just get within like a yard of them or something. Like oh, if you're just that close them. to, if you're that close yeah. to the quarterback and there's no defensive player in front of you, like no one impeding your progress, below the play dead. Yeah, or like again, it's similar him. to in hockey with the with the icing rule, where whoever's closest to it five feet from the puck yeah let's call it no one no one needs to go head first into the boards for no reason
1: yeah i mean they're the, like from a business standpoint like quarterbacks sell the jerseys, sell the tickets right like they get hurt they hurt the business so yeah i don't know it's just it's, it's a weird thing they're gonna have to deal with because i it's embarrassing watching these guys not know what to do out there and i'm sure they're frustrated as fuck
0: I'm just opening an article from NFL shop. I wonder if they actually have it. It says no. So this is from November 2022. Number one selling jersey was Josh Allen. Yeah. And then you had Micah Parsons. It was two. And then Patrick Mahomes, Justin Jefferson, C.D. Lamb, Justin Fields, Tua Tagovailoa, Joe Burrow, Jalen Hurts, Dak Prescott. So three, six, nine of the top 10, one, two. Three, four, five, six, seven. We're all starting quarterbacks. There you go. And that's just November. I'm sure at the end of the season they will put out a full list of, and of course, my one jerseys sellers are, all year.
1: And my jerseys weren't registered there anyway.
0: Yours wasn't, but I still feel like no one in their right mind would have a Zach Wilson jersey anyways, like you do. So
1: Well, it's now behind my sauce Gardner jersey, so take that.
0: That's gonna be one of those where you're walking into a played, I'll say played against sports, but some sort of like retro jersey store, and you're gonna be looking through the bargain bin and be like, oh yeah, man. remember this Wilson guy that happened man, to be on the what jets? could
1: have been? You hold it there, you have that moment, you're just like, man, he was supposed to be special, right? <laughs> like, you have like the flashbacks of like, yeah, no, we'll see, man, we'll see. I'm I'm excited. I'm bummed that there's no Jets football, really. One more game, uh, but I'm stoked for the years to come. I think they're they're built for the. They're built to be competitive now and be contending in the next two years, so we'll see if they can fix that.
0: Well, looking ahead to Week 18, there's a number of playoff scenarios that can happen in Week 18. So first, we have the chances of teams making of being the number one seed in the AFC, which gives you the bye and gives you home field advantage all throughout at least the AFC playoffs. The Chiefs can do it as long as they win and the Bills lose one game. And I say one game because right now the Bills are playing the Bengals on Monday Night Football. We don't know the end of that result. So as long as the Bills lose either tonight as we record or next week and the Chiefs pick up a win, the Chiefs be number one seed. The Bills have to win out and they are then the number one seed. Although if they happen to win tonight, but the Chiefs lose on Sunday they also. So there's a bunch of options there for the Bills to to make it. The Bengals need to win tonight and Sunday and they play the the Steelers on Sunday so absolutely should be Steelers on Sunday? No, play the Ravens on Sunday. So that's going to be a dogfight as well. So the Bengals will have a chance as well. Guess what I'm trying to say. Then the interesting one, the AFC South title is on the line. (laughs) We have the Jags and the Titans. Somehow the Titans with a 7-9 record have a chance with a sub-500 record to win this division and go to the playoffs and essentially get their teeth kicked in by whoever wins the the two seed of the AFC. Then the wild card. We talked about this briefly, but the Patriots, the Dolphins, the Steelers, and the Jags. Technically, because if the Jags lose to the Titans and thus lose the South title, they still would have an eight-nine record, which would mean they would need the Dolphins, Patriots, and Steelers to all lose, and then they would get it. So you're they like the Charlie really
1: with the with the red string and you're like galaxy yes. <laughs> brain.
0: Uh, the percent, percentage chance of the Jags making the playoffs if they lose to the Titans is going to be very, very small. So they're going to need to take care of their business against the Titans themselves. Then over in the NFC, the Eagles, who've had a chance to clinch this for a number of weeks now, will clinch if they win or tie the Giants. The Giants don't really have anything to play for anymore. They've already made the playoffs. They're probably not going to get much higher in the standings anyways. So they should win that game. Even if they don't win that game, if the Cowboys lose or tie the Commanders, they'll still get the first seed. Or if the 49ers lose or tie the Cardinals. A lot happening there, I right know. 49ers will clinch the number one seed if they beat the Cardinals and the Eagles lose whole lot going on there. The the NFC East is still being decided between the Eagles and the Cowboys, so whoever has a better record at the end of that one. Then the wild card spot, it's fortunately only three teams who are fighting for this one. <laughs> the Packers, the Lions, and the Seahawks are all 8-8 eight and eight right now. Packers, if they beat the Lions, they're in. Done, doesn't matter. Seahawks, don't matter. The Lions need to beat the Packers and the Seahawks have to lose or... Packers and the Seahawks lose or there's a whole lot. It doesn't matter. Basically the games to watch this week Packers and Lions, I think is going to be the Sunday Night Football game and the Jags and Titans. Those are the games that are basically playoff games. Yeah. Winners those games will go to the playoffs. That said we have had a competition of our own on this very show. Sort of where every week we picked a winner. And we did it suicide style, where if you pick a team, you can't pick another that same team again for the rest of the season. We are down to the end here. It's week 18. The current score, Maddie has 12 correct. I have 11 correct, and James has 8. <laughs> so, unfortunately for James, he can't make it. Last week, I picked the Lions or the Bears, which paid... James picked the Jags over the Texans, which paid. And thankfully, Maddie picked the Cardinals over the Falcons, which did not pay. So we're down to week 18. And I have the chance with my 11 points to match Maddie's 12 points. But only if Maddie gets another one wrong. That is probably unlikely, considering the fact that Maddie has picked the Colts over the Texans. Um, Obviously, neither team is... Good, but the Texans are real bad. So, I like Maddie's chances on that. I don't see the Texans winning this game. James, you picked the Chargers. <laughs> you did pick the Chargers. I was, I was testing you if you remember who you even picked. Uh, James picked the Chargers over the Broncos because they're the Broncos. Let's ride. And then finally, my pick for Week 18. I've been saving the best team for Week 18, and that's the Jacksonville Jaguars who are playing a meaningful the toughest thing about week 18 is finding that meaningful football game and I feel like I've been fortunate to have been in this position to be able to pick a team that is in a meaningful position and now the Titans who they are playing obviously are also in a meaningful position as both teams are playing for their playoff hopes win and you're in but again As mentioned, and as I go back to my ESPN tab, because I don't know who this guy is, Dobbs is going to be the starting quarterback for the Tennessee Titans. So I have faith in the Jacksonville Jaguars. Duval, as they say. I have faith in 1TK. And damn, that would have been a really nice segue. But before we segue into another project, actually, just something else we want to talk about as well. But before we uh, segue into another uh, (laughs) business venture of TK, I do need to inform you that this episode is brought to you by Now Your Treasures. Now Your Treasures are purveyors of licensed fine art prints for movies, comics, TV, and video games. Sourced from galleries in the US and UK, which include artists from all over the world. Visit Now Your Treasures on Instagram and send a DM 43.6 to receive 43% off any order, all orders are shipped with tracking and complimentary insurance. View the entire ever-expanding inventory at nowyourtreasures.ca or .com. That's n-o-w-y-o-u-r-t-r-e-a-s-u-r-e-s.ca or .com. And remember, before you do that, go to Now Your Treasures on Instagram. Send them a DM 43.6, and you'll receive 43% off any order. Someone who's uh knocked any forty three percent off anything. Wait, is, quickly uh,
1: before before we move on. Oh, uh oh, oh, oh. the Bills game, there was a scary sight in the Bills game. Uh defensive player Damar Hamlin made a tackle and he collapsed on the field. And they had to suspend play. So because um, they were like some of the Bills players were in tears holding hand like hugging each other. Like it looks bad. Um he makes a tackle. Uh, he, he tackled T Higgins, and it looks like he hits him like right in the chest. Um, and then Hamlin stands up and then just collapses. So uh, I know we were talking about injuries, but positive vibes out there for this dude. It, it doesn't look, it's not a fun watch. So I feel like we've seen a lot of really ugly things in this football season.
0: Yeah, so that's, I'm just looking at some tweets as they come up now. It says, I'm told Tamar Hamlin has a pulse. But he's not breathing on his own. He's being transported to the UC. I'm not sure what UC means. Uh, needed AED and CPR on the field. That's crazy.
1: Yeah, that's super scary, super crazy. Um, yeah, well, you don't like hearing that. Um, not breathing and, on your own, uh, but a pulse.
0: Yeah, so Jerry Lawler tweets. It's so, like, I'd be willing to bet that, and again, this is <laughs> medical speculation from a uh, professional wrestler. But right. Jerry Lawler says, I would be willing to bet that Damar Hamlin has suffered a cardiac arrest from the blunt trauma of, of that blow to his chest. I know what it's like from experience. So if you recall the story where Jerry Lawler had a cardiac arrest during an episode of Monday Night Raw and had to be revived, like he, like his heart stopped during yeah. an episode of Monday Night Raw. While he's at the broadcast booth. So he knows what he's talking about in terms of like, he's been through a similar situation, but I mean, well, that speculation, direct, obviously based on
1: direct contact to the chest will do that. Right. Like, which is why, like I was reading another chat. I'm in, um, cause that's where I saw it. And somebody said like, that's why chops are fucking stupid in wrestling. Like, yeah, you're, you're fucking throwing a guy right at the chest. And like, that's, that's your that's the that's the reactor core man like that's where it all goes down i don't i feel like that's a that's a bad move so anyway you know i know like listen i'm out there the thoughts and prayers can be kind of bullshit sometimes even as a as a somewhat christian man myself but man like i said positive vibes and then good energy over to to damar hamlin hopefully he's okay
0: damn i'm just watching the video now and like that's scary man
1: yeah, very scary.
0: And we're we were talking about it like similarly in terms of quarterbacks and how you make this game safer. But inherently this game is not safe.
1: Most sports really aren't. I mean if you think about it, what you put your body through from a physical standpoint, you know, you do you take your life into your hands every single time you go out on the field. Like the the dude in soccer just this past year. Um you know, we've seen guys smoke their heads on football, uh, basketball courts, hockey. Guys get cut with skate blades in the throat. Clint Malarchuk, like famous, famous, famous for the goalie gets his throat slit and he skates to the bleeding everywhere. Like,
0: well, we, we saw Evander Kane this year get yeah. a skate blade to his wrist, and you know that could have been the end of him.
1: Yep. So, I mean, football is no different. Like these guys, I always thought like these guys would literally run head in head on to each other, right? Um, you know, somebody died in the ring in wrestling in Mexico this year. Um, It's just there's so much that can go wrong in any kind of this stuff, so yeah, I don't know, man. It's crazy.
0: Well, what's also crazy is the amount of money that Christian Ronaldo has been given. So, we had talked about this a few weeks ago on the show because it was being reported that he was considering playing in Saudi Arabia and the amount of money that he was going to get is just... I know, like, <laughs> athletes in general are paid like and so much money that we would never see or comprehend that much money in our life. Like, just to comprehend that much money, I don't think our brains are able to do it. That's how much money we're talking about here. Um, So... The reason why I bring this up again is, is, is a couple of things. One, it was made official this week where he took a picture with some guy. I don't know who the fuck he was. doesn't matter who he was. But he took a picture holding the jersey that he's going to be wearing over the next couple of years as he signs this new deal with the Saudi Arabia team, al Nasr. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Whatever. Um, 173 million euros a year. So I'm just going to go to Google here and we're just going to type in Euro to USD because CAD would be ridiculous. What did I say? 173 million?
1: That was 224.
0: It's 184
1: US. Oh. I was probably doing Canadian.
0: Per year. So that's a a lot of money.
1: Yeah, that's crazy. (laughs) Okay, so I was thinking about this earlier, like Russell Wilson's contract in its entirety is $250 million.
0: <laughs> And he's getting about that per year. Obviously, is one of the richest contracts in the history of professional sports. Still not why we're talking about it, why we're bringing it up. Um, it's Does it seem a tad hypocritical to you? Do you remember that press conference? And I don't know if it was for the Euro or whatever it was, but... It might have been a World Cup in the previous years. Ronaldo sits at the table, and right in front of him, like right in front of, in, in the camera shot, was like a bottle of Coca Cola. And Ronaldo, in all of his, I was going to say arrogance, but in this case, we'll say wisdom. So I'll at least, at least be a little nice, this piece of shit. Um, in all of his uh, wisdom, he grabbed the Coke bottle and put it aside. And said drink water. Because he doesn't want to be associated. With this horrible thing. Because. The brand of Cristiano Ronaldo. Can't be seen with something so. Nefarious. As. (laughs) A bottle of Coca-Cola. Because it's not good for you. But here he is. Posing. In a picture. With this fucking saudi arabian jersey and he's okay with this maybe maybe coca-cola just needed to pay him money
1: well i was gonna say like i think you're looking at that wrong i don't think he was doing it out of like coca-cola's nefarious i'm thinking he's like i'm not giving these guys free advertising I think it was more if
0: well it's not you, free advertising they paid to be there. They didn't pay Ronaldo specifically. That's what I'm saying.
1: If if you want him to be associated with Coca-Cola, you're going to pay him. Um I mean the dude's there's You know how some people are like, "Oh, this athlete seems like a nice guy." And they're like a piece of shit. And you're like, "Oh man, how did I get duped?" Like this guy's never done anything to dupe me into thinking he's he's good. <laughs> right? Like he's he's multiple accusations of of uh and and they're just accusations but still um like some questionable activity um he's always come off as like you said arrogant and pompous and then he goes and basically does the live golf move and uh and takes a a boatload of cash to basically do nothing like i mean it's not a competitive league like for a guy that wanted to win a world cup and 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 he even said this is more uh, hypocritical than anything he asked man U to trade him because he wanted to play in the champions league how are you going to play in the champions league from there
0: I, see, that's the thing. Does he actually care about Champions League? I'm going to find the Cole. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know if that matters to him. I honestly feel like he just wanted to get at Manchester United as soon as he could. But at the same time, he has to be motivated in other things because it's not like he's playing meaningful s- football anymore. Like he's gone to a Saudi Arabian league where he's not gonna play meaningful football anymore that's it his career is over but that's what i'm saying like (sighs) that's that's a nice uh golden parachute we'll say (laughs) for ending your professional football career to get a get a check of 173 million uh, euros every single year
1: yeah like someone i don't know i'm in i'm in a weird Rabbit hole of sports sites now, but I just remember at some point this year when he was like in calendar twenty twenty two when he was on Man U and he was coming off the bench, he basically said like they weren't making Champions League anytime soon, so he wanted to go to a a Champions League team so he could continue to play there. And then he goes to this team that's never going to be like there's it's not happening. It's not like, they they I don't, they can't qualify. Like it's not it's not even possible. So um again the real like sure. I mean, these are the things I'm always kind of torn on. Because like you said, it's money we would never comprehend. So some guy comes and says, Dustin, you don't have to work at Canadian Tire anymore. You can come work at Saudi Arabian Tire. And we'll pay you, uh, I don't know, a hundred times what you make now and you don't even have to work that hard you don't have to do it you just kind of have to show up and tell everybody how good Saudi Arabian Tire is and then you can go home
0: and you only got to do it for a few years
1: that's what I'm saying well he fuck he only has to do it really for one I'm pretty sure if he was like yeah I'm gonna retire they'd be like all right Yeah, but there's a because it's not like, dude, it's not like they can kill Cristiano Ronaldo. Like that, like I'm pretty sure that's where the line gets drawn as to like, wow, like these guys fucked up. Like journalist, okay, sure. Uh, And I don't mean that like dismissively. I'm saying they can get away with that. They can't. They couldn't get away with being like, oh, you want to leave? You're not leaving. Like that wouldn't be possible. Like this isn't Brittany Griner, right? Like it's not possible. So if he wanted to leave after the first year, he could.
0: Sure, but the difference between, I mean, there's many differences between me and Cristiano and Ronaldo, but in this particular situation, um, Ronaldo has a lot of money. Yeah. So to offer him a lot of well, money. Well,
1: we don't know that he does. I remember Phil Mickelson was supposed to have a lot of money, He bet it all away. So like pissed it all on whatever he does with his money. So we don't know their financial situations. Like he, but I feel like he could just sign an endorsement deal And make it all go away Like he could just he Again he could be like hey Coca-Cola Come over here Right So yeah I don't know I don't like I don't agree with it It's just Again It, it It's the same Argument people have with Liv Like Liv has no history Nothing to actually play for It's literally just money
0: so, according to Forbes, it looks like prior to the signing, Cristiano Ronaldo's net worth was 115 million. That's what I'm saying, right? And now, now after the signing, his net worth is 490 million.
1: That's what I'm saying. Like 150 million is a lot, but he's making more than that. He's making more than his net worth in year one.
0: Well, his net worth will a- account for what he's due in the future. I believe that's how that works. So, yes, he has effectively quadrupled his net worth. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, like, when you have that much money, but that includes assets, and again, right? Like, on, and
1: everything. So, like, I know what you're saying, it's a lot of money, but in that circle, he doesn't sound that rich.
0: Oh, no, from, like, in terms of Saudi Arabian princes, like, that's... No, I mean,
1: in in the circle of professional sports, if his net worth is, I guess, like, his net worth doesn't include what he has in the bank, does it? I
0: I mean, I think it would. How do they calculate that? I don't know. Well, they know what his salary is.
1: Yeah, I guess. I just, it seems like that's not a... uh, Like, you think about actors, uh, like, both male and female... Um, you think about, um, you know, businessmen, owners of teams, like the circles that he probably runs with, like for being the most followed guy on Instagram or whatever, that doesn't sound like for as much, for as elevated as he is as a personality, 115 million doesn't sound like a lot. Do you know what
0: I mean? I suppose, but Think of what whatever your net worth is. Uh, and 50 now quadruple bucks? it.
1: Yeah. So two hundred like fifty
0: bucks. And now quadruple it.
1: Is that worth
0: is that worth it to you? Probably not.
1: No. I but different money does different things, right? And I think that's yeah. that's what it boils down to. Again, I'm not I'm not condoning any of this. It just it's real fucking again it just boils down to just the dollar like there's no other reason and that that in and of itself feels kind of grimy but i guess sports is a business and i mean are you gonna are you gonna not play games by the saudi arabian game studio that like owns thq nordic now or whatever is they own thq nordic what's that what's that uh studio called
0: what Saudi Arabia? I didn't even know Saudi Arabia owned THQ order.
1: No, they own a they own a big they own like a an overarching um, like investment firm that owns it.
0: Um, uh, I think I found it, <laughs> but I, I had to click on the article. Um, yeah, I have no idea.
1: Man, I'll, I'll figure it out. I don't know. It's like an investment for
0: savvy gaming groups. No, no.
1: It's the worst radio.
0: Anyways, um, the other thing that came from this Ronaldo thing, and it's it's been, I <laughs> I posted this in our Discord, and I wanted to talk about this. But oh, you're sorry, you're, was- you're
1: right. You're right. Savvy Gaming Group is the Saudi Public Investment Fund. They bought, um, they bought a bunch of studios, a bunch of studios, and I don't. Yeah, um, Embracer. They own part I, of Embracer. I
0: don't know who
1: well, you have to look it up. I have but no idea what that
0: is. So, in any event, also what came about from this, there was a tweet by. Someone. It doesn't matter because it ended up being a lie anyways, but I thought it was pretty funny. It said apparently this guy, and it shows a picture of some guy who plays for uh, this new team that Ronaldo's going to. Apparently this guy didn't want to give his number seven shirt to Ronaldo, so the club terminated his contract. <laughs> 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 so it ended up not being true. This guy possibly This is dead. how little people possibly this is how little people know about the Saudi Arabian Soccer League where someone can make a tweet like this and it can get like hundreds of thousands of uh, retweets and comments and likes. But no one really knows that this motherfucker still plays on the team. <laughs> he wasn't released. He got a new number like back in November. It's like, what, what are you guys talking about? So, I was just I was thinking to myself like because this happens a lot in sports. A new guy comes in and they've been using, you know, whatever number for however long and someone on the new team or their new team is already wearing this jersey. What do you do to get the number from them? And we've heard all sorts of stories of guys like, oh, I bought him a dinner and we he gave me the number or he just graciously gave me the number or I paid, you know, $50,000 to a, a charity they're choosing to get this number. Is there a number that you used? At one point where you said oh man this is my number and i'm gonna stick this number with stick with this number the entire time i'm playing
1: i rotated between three numbers i rotated between 14 17 and 42 those are my numbers
0: 42 jackie robinson and tyler bozak (laughs) so that's that's really funny because okay so i used to have this lottery ticket well I used to play the lottery lottery semi-regularly. I wouldn't say very regularly. And anytime I did, I would pick the same numbers, which I've since discontinued doing. But it would always be like Toronto Sports Athletes Jersey numbers. So if I remember correctly, it was seven for Lowry. And then it used to be 12 for Alomar until Alomar got in trouble. So I stopped using 12. Um, after that was 13, obviously, for Matt Sundin, 15 for Vince Carter. Uh, I think I had 29, Joe Carter, 32, Roy Halliday, 41, Pat Hankin. That's seven. I'm probably missing like, a, whoever I replaced Alomar with. It might have been Delgado, who I think were 25. So that's like the numbers that always stuck out to me and why I picked those numbers. But I think it's such an important part of branding in professional sports is your jersey number. And there are so many numbers that I see sometimes where I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, this is an identity that you can own. but And that's what always drove me nuts about that certain era of the Toronto Maple Leafs. Like you mentioned, uh, Tyler Bozak was number 42. why the fuck was Tyler Bozak 42? You know why? Because Brian Burke was like, oh, you? All right. You get 41. You get 42. You get 43. You get 40. And like, that's how the numbers were given out. That's why Nazim Kadri was rolling around with a fucking 43 jersey. If Nazem Kadri was allowed to wear a number he wanted to wear, he would have been 91 or he would have been 19. Or I don't know what number is Kadri currently wearing. I'll look it up in a second. But I guarantee you, it's not. <laughs>
1: I'm pretty sure he's not number 43. Yeah. Yeah, that's weird, man. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he was 91 in London. But yeah, I always rotated between those oh, two. Yeah, those... he was
0: definitely 91 in London. He was 91 in uh, Colorado as well. I'm just trying to look at what his Calgary number is. I probably could just look up Calgary Flames. But anyways, I just think it's such a missed opportunity. He's 91 in Calgary too. It's a missed opportunity for all these guys to not pick a number that is going to be marketable for you. Now, don't get me wrong. There are certain things that I think are... A little weird. Like. 91 I get. Because everyone started doing that. After Crosby did 87. Crosby was patient zero. Of using your birth year. As your jersey number. Eventually that's going to stop. Because I'm sure 98. I mean we're past that at this point right. Like 98 babies have got to be in the NHL at this point. And no one can use 99. So I guess they could go back to zero-one one Or whatever. But I like the idea of like how the NFL does it where you are number one through 12 is a quarterback number 13 through whatever you're like you know what I mean like positionally you have to wear this type of number I know that does remove a bit of personality from the numbers and literally uh, going against what I'm trying to say here but at least it has like function like Doesn't you're not Josh just,
1: Allen wear 17
0: yeah, I don't know exactly what the the numbers are, but like there oh. are a certain set of numbers we are allowed to wear. That's why they always say like when they bring in an extra eligible receiver, they'll say 74 is eligible because typically a a, a referee would look at a 70 number and say, "Well, you can't catch a pass. Like your lineman, clearly."
1: Yeah, but I think I think that's It's different for football cuz 400 players and having guys argue over numbers <laughs> would be impossible. Um I think it's different on a hockey team or a basketball team I always find it weird that in basketball you could be zero but you can't be in hockey or maybe you can
0: how long do you think it'll take till we get three digit numbers
1: I don't think it'll ever happen
0: <laughs> well I mean at the rate that some teams retire numbers I think it's inevitable
1: well I mean in 30 years when no one gives a shit about Bill Barilko no offense they'll just unretire it do you know what I mean? Like, that's just what's going to happen. Eventually, you'll be so far removed from these guys that it just, unfortunately, I know it sucks, but I, I think some businessman will be in charge of the Leafs and he'll be like, I wasn't around with these guys. I don't give a fuck. And the fan base will be like, I don't even know who these guys are. And then they'll just unretire them.
0: Well, that's also partly the problem of why so many guys on the Maple Leafs. Although this was prior to the Leafs retiring all these numbers, so I can't even give them that credit when they were giving Bozak forty-two and Kadri forty-three. Like the argument is that, like, oh, there's so many guys who have retired. They, I guess, they wouldn't have said that, but there's like, there's so many guys who were of great of greatness on this organization that we don't want to well use these numbers. Like, it's almost like they're unofficially retired for some time.
1: The Leafs have retired and honored right there's a difference
0: um, not anymore oh, no. No? so originally you're right like there was only the two numbers uh barrel co and i don't remember who six was but there was five and six were the only two retired numbers and then everything else was honored numbers so they weren't officially retired since when shanahan came in and they made that legends row they have officially retired all those numbers so like 13 and 7 and 17, 21, et cetera, et cetera. Like all those, are now, all those ones that were honored are now retired.
1: 93.
0: Yeah. 93 and one for Johnny Bauer and uh, nine as well. I think uh, for Kennedy, like there's a bunch of them that have now been officially retired. So it's possible that we, they may run out, but I guess it will take No, because I don't know have... what the next number would be though. Like, what do you think the next number 34. for the yeah, thirty four. Like I guess would make sense. Um, I, I feel like say the again.
1: thing is we don't we don't hold their contributions in that high regard anymore either. Like things move so fast. Like the the people aren't legends anymore. Like I feel like the creation of a legend just doesn't happen because it's always on to the next one. Like the mentality around. It's weird. It's it's the mentality around everything. It's whether you're, it's your, you know, why divorce rates are so high because it's just on to the next one, right? Like sports stars. Like the, I feel like the the creation and sus, like sustaining of a legend. You know what? The last real legend for sports, I think, you know, is probably going to come out of baseball, and it's probably going to be either Jeter or Rivera. Like I think those are the, like, that were, like, legends, right? Like I don't.
0: Well, I, look at Sidney Crosby. That guy has to be considered a legend in the in the game. I don't think so. I don't dude. I think I don't I think you don't think so because he's like a contemporary to us. Like he's the same in or around the same age as us. Right,
1: but in in 15 years when he's retired or whatever, are people going to I like how many cups did he win? Did he change the I game? He has the golden goal, sure, but I don't again, people don't talk about the Olympics in the same breath they talk about the
0: NHL and Stanley Cups. Right, but he has won everything. Sure, like it's not—it's not necessarily about like how many cups. Sure, he has one, two—I don't, however many it is—but he's won cups. He's won con Smythe. He's won Richard's. He's won uh, Olympic gold medal. He's won a world championship. He's won uh, a world juniors.
1: Here's like. one. So did Steve Eiserman. You
0: so, you, but Eiserman was never. Like top of the league in scoring, like well no. was
1: right. But that's the only other thing on top of it, and that's what I'm saying. Like, these guys don't exist as larger than life anymore, and it's it's weird, and I don't know why that is.
0: Well, that's I think that's inherently an NHL issue, because I would say LeBron James is larger than life. Everyone knows who LeBron James is, even if you don't like basketball.
1: Right, but he's wearing twenty three
0: and that comes back to the original issue of branding and being aware of this when you come into the league where now look I know not everyone's going to be LeBron James not everyone's going to be Sidney Crosby but if you are I think you need from the jump to realize I have an opportunity to own this and this is a marketable thing that I can have and it's important to latch onto
1: that McDavid has 72 points or something in like 34 games something stupid right and that's special and it's incredible. I just, I still, it still doesn't feel like Gretzky. Do you know what I mean? It just doesn't. Like, it doesn't feel like Mario. He's on pace for 160 points. Like, it just, it doesn't feel the same. There's no, like, and again, I don't know if it's an NHL problem. Dude, Luca went off for like 60, 20, and, and 13 or something. I forget what that man's stat line was. Do you, do you feel like, like, I know that I'm watching something special but I don't feel like I'm... Do you know what I mean? Like, there's a difference.
0: Yeah, I think it's, it's a couple things. One, I think it really is to do with them being contemporaries, and I think, and more so maybe this, I think it's also because you're living it right now. I think once you're removed from it, it may feel different. And I'll give you a great example. This past week on Friday Night Smackdown, We saw the return of John Cena, and by return I mean he he made one like appearance for a a three minute match. But what did you say to me when that match was happening?
1: I was we were spoiled with John Cena for the better part of two decades, um, because we had him every day. So maybe maybe you are right. Um, So much so that a lot of us turned on him. But the moment he comes out, you're just like, oh fuck, this. It's like this was it. It's
0: it's like there's a star on the show all of a sudden. Yeah. And you could be is right. He,
1: that's a good that's is a good he
0: better, Is he better or worse than Roman Reigns? No. But is he a bigger star? Absolutely. I mean, yeah. It's not even close. John Cena is a massive megastar, whereas Roman Reigns is not even on the not even on the map compared to John Cena. Now, in terms of the professional wrestling world, Roman Reigns is incredible and he's the best in the business today. But he's not John Cena. He's yeah. not The Rock. He's not Steve Austin. Now, 10, 15 years from now, we may look back and say, holy shit, Roman Reigns was incredible. And he's in that conversation. And he is, you know, in the conversation for the Mount Rushmore or whatever. But while we're living it right now, I think it's really hard. It's the same thing I say about Shohei Otani, where I think Shohei Otani is probably going to be the best baseball player we'll ever witness in our lifetime. But we're not really going to realize it until 10 years from now, when we look back and say, holy shit, that guy was...
1: I'm kind Department. of saying that about Luca too, and people are kind of laughing at me. But I'm like, look at what this man's doing. Like compared to, like even other play. Like sure, he might he doesn't have any championships. He's three years in, but like, look at the numbers. Like, it's it's unreal. Like we might be watching one of the best basketball players of all time, and we're kind of taking it for granted at the moment. Um, at least it, again, at least it feels like it, and it could be because your your contemporary, um, explanation, but yeah I don't know maybe you're right the John Cena one kind of got me when you said that I'm like yeah you know what yeah you got me but uh yeah I, I wonder if I'll talk about Sidney Crosby the same way I talk about Wayne or maybe I maybe it's nostalgia maybe it's a time where you know I was I was more innocent in the world of, of anything right like you know like like my fond memories of Wendell Clark right like you know a lot of people hold him in high regard maybe we never won cups but yeah i don't know that's a that's a really good conversation to even just i'm gonna i'm gonna end up thinking about that like with my head on my pillow tonight i'm gonna be like oh man <laughs> thinking back well like comparing contemporary guys versus uh you know past guys and like what i thought about them and you know where they sit kind of in my my uh, hall of regard
0: Something else that's worth thinking about is this coming week on AEW Dynamite they are doing a kind of like a, a soft relaunch we'll say of Dynamite. So this coming Wednesday they are do they have a stack card too and I mean it. they've announced a very large card we'll say. But the interesting thing to me is the graphics that they've put up is completely, I wouldn't say completely different, but it's a very different look to the graphics. There, the, the logo is now all white, instead of it being like that white and gold logo. The font's slightly different. The There's like a blue and red treatment to it, instead of it being like that very black and gold look. And even like originally Dynamite first launched, it had like that like burst of like paint splatter everywhere. That's gone. It's a very clean white logo with the blue and the red. My question to you is this. They've officially confirmed that like there is a new look and feel to Dynamite coming this Wednesday night. What would you want to do to refresh this brand? To make it stand out to whether that's visually or in the presentation, how would you make adjustments to this show to revive it a bit?
1: Uh, I would start like a little, like, a little more standardization. I think. I think what you're seeing from WWE right now is the fact that I think well, Kevin Owens had a quote. He said, "We're living in the the WWE era of logical or logic, right? Like everything kind of makes sense." Um, you know, I would start. You can't start fresh, but I would really try my hardest to get to ground zero, like especially after the whole Punk elite thing like fuck off with the elite like end all that shit end all of it like go away kenny you're over here young bucks you're over here and if maybe a year and a half down the road you want to do a a cool callback reunion whatever that's fine um i would definitely change the stage i think the two tunnels thing it was again back to tna that was cool back in the day it's it's stupid now um It's it it just makes no sense to me that like I get that I get that on some levels, like, oh, these guys are bad guys, so they're on this side of the building and these guys are good guys, but like the bad guys wouldn't want to be hanging around each other anyway, right? Like if you're a bad guy you you should hate everybody. uh, until you until someone serves your purpose. So I just think it's really fucking weird. Um Although in TNA didn't they have them on opposite sides of the building?
0: Yeah, so at least in TNA on the sound stage there, um, it was opposite ends of the building, yeah. and that's not necessarily like exclusive to TNA. Like they used to do that in the territory days as well. Uh, so much so that like guys who are wrestling each other wouldn't even talk prior to their match, and they would need to use referees or managers to go back and forth to relay any messages they need to relay. So like, they weren't. Their matches the other. were called. Yeah, their matches were called in the ring, and they didn't interact prior because they didn't need to. Yeah. Uh, obviously, the industry has changed, but yes, during the time uh, when Impact was doing that in the Universal Studios studio, it was opposite ends of the building, which at least in kayfabe makes more sense. But <laughs> the thing with AEW, <laughs> they've, they openly say this or have openly said this in the past. We don't have heels and faces here. We just have guys. It's like, uh, so okay, why do you have to... <laughs> so much? Right? So there's so many things that they guy say. One and entrance, they do guy one entrance, guy two
1: different. entrance. Yeah. There's that. And then there's, like, the record clearly doesn't mean anything. Like, the win-loss records, like, they don't really mean anything. They were supposed to, and then now they, they're they very loosely due. I would just do away with them. Um. I mean, you can reference them on the thing, but, they, like, again, why? Like, I, I don't know. Unless, it, unless there's a hard ranking system, which I don't – like, is there – there's supposed to be, but there isn't.
0: They do have a ranking system, and there's been plenty of times where someone has been given a title shot, and you're like, what the fuck, like, why is – Dante Martin challenging for the for the world title right now yeah. like well if you check our website on the rankings he's a number two rank how the fuck is this guy number two rank because he's picking up victories on dark and he's beating job guys it's like well no one's seeing that Yeah, and I feel like the wins should be weighted so if I beat you know James Key in a wrestling match I shouldn't get the same amount of points as I, I beat Brian Danielson right like yeah. it's Anyways, um, I agree. I think the ranking system is dumb. Like, if, it, if you're going to do it, commit to it and do it, and you have to, like, talk about it more. It can't just be, I'm like, saying. an afterthought of, like, yeah. oh, this happened because of this. It's like, they well, use you it, need to...
1: They use it when they want to use it or when they right. feel like there's an explanation. Like, oh, why is Dante Martin getting a title shot? Well... Or why isn't so-and-so getting a title shot? Well, um, you know? And it just seems real dumb. I would... Uh, factions are cool there's too many in that that company and too many that are inconsequential um so i would i would find a way to to lean into some and and rotate through others when you need to you know the one thing actually aew could do and again we're getting a little bit off what i want to see for dynamite i want to see a a different i want to see a different presentation altogether and i want to see things Timed better. I want to see things um, feel like they belong. Like I want to, I want to be taken along on the show, right? Like there's things to, to give me a beat to breathe, but I also want to be taken along on a journey. I don't think you do a very good job of that. Um, the one thing I I think both companies could do, and this is funny, we're talking just about Dynamite, but this is I've been thinking about this for a while. Both companies have such inflated rosters; they need to do on and off seasons for certain guys. Like
0: you, you mean for the guys or for the show in general?
1: For the guys. Okay. You can do the show, but some of the guys who are on the road or whatever, cool. They work eight months out of the year, and then four months they go away. And then they come back, or they they do a rotating cycle, so you never know who's going to come in and come out. But then they work pro, and then they leave.
0: Well, so I I like where you're going, but let me let me say this. Um, <laughs> I'm trying not to uh, be too obvious of like where I got this information from. I am under the assumption, because I've been told this by AEW wrestlers, that they do have that where oh, okay. the guys are cy- cycled on and off. But the problem is, from a viewer's perspective, and I think this is what you're getting at, or you're getting to this point, it needs to be more defined. You don't have to tell me, hey, we're wrapping this guy up and he's going to be off for the next four months. But you need to make something happen on TV for me to understand where the fuck he went. Yeah. So. Right now, so many people are asking, where the fuck is Miro? This guy hasn't been on, like, you signed this asshole, and you haven't, like, put him on TV. Like, well, maybe he's just being cycled off right now. and He's going to be cycled back on in a month or so. But unless you do something on TV, fans are going to be critical of, like, where is this guy? And where is that guy? And how come we just saw something happen with this guy, but then nothing happened for a few months? Well, what the fuck is going on? It's because they, they haven't thought this through
1: or do roster roster a and roster b and i don't mean in quality i mean just one is on for this season and this is their season like sports and then once that season ends the next season starts with the other roster
0: right but it needs to be clearly defined why this is happening
1: dude just say it's even just say it's the fucking season from september to february this is season for these guys and it all leads up to this moment and then from February till fucking August it it all leads up to this moment and then you have two crescendo points throughout the year and some guys stay on because they get dealt or whatever or they get, who knows like almost like Raw vs Smackdown but have it in seasons that's what I would do and if a guy really wants to do it he can work the whole year and he gets a little extra
0: I, I don't. I don't hate the idea. And then guys it, don't it get definitely. as
1: beat up. Guys stay fresh. You can. You, it's easier to do fresh storylines. I don't know. Like it's it's infant. It's a concept in its infancy, but um, it's something I've I've like thought about for a long time. Like with these bloated rosters, like guys like Dolph Ziggler would s- benefit from this. this huge, right? Because they would get time at the top of a program for a season.
0: Yes, but. Y- the the risk you run is that there's going to be guys who people are less interested in, and guys who they're more interested in, and they may just stop watching entirely until it's the next season. True. So, I, I get your I get your point. I, I think it's it's valid, and there's there's legs to it. I, I think. What do you what are you want to see? Oh, okay, boy, I would take this opportunity to completely overhaul the presentation of the show. Whereas. If you tune in to NBA on TNT, wh- how does the show start? Like, how does the how does the sporting event begin? You don't have like a cold open. You like you have you, the music, and you will just have like you have a flyover of the city, and like, hey, lower third of what's happening is AEW live in St. Louis, Missouri tonight, and then it goes to your announcer. Like, hey, welcome in, everyone. I'm Jim Ross. And this is Taz. And I'm joined also by Tony Schiavone. And welcome to AEW Dynamite. This is what's going to happen here tonight. And then Video we package go...
1: Theme music.
0: Then I, I'm losing all that. Losing the cold open entirely. Oh, yeah? Then we go... Let's send it down to our ring announcer for opening contest. And it goes down to Dasha. And there's Dasha whatever the fuck. But even TNT she, on
1: she, they have their opening like theme music. And like you watch... Um, like uh, hockey and well, you can have, like, to, like,
0: yeah, you have like a score underneath it. Like I'm not saying do this quietly. Like a great example would be UFC. How they had a cold open too, like for their pay per views. Where like, I mean, back in the day with that gladiator theme that went into um, fuck that song that I loved that uh, they used forever. Um,
1: yeah, I know what you're talking about. It's a like new, metal, new Stem,
0: metal. It was by Stem. Face the pain. Yeah. And so you just have, like, if you want a new... Dy- I, w- I would get a new Dynamite theme for sure. I'd want something more uh, punchier and something, like, not... It, it, the Dynamite theme sounds like something they had made for them in-house. Let's get a real band. Let's get them to produce something for us. And use that as your score to lead into the show. I want to see the announcers and the announcers have lower thirds of what their names are. And like they are telling what's going to happen. We're going to send it down to our ring announcer. I want a lower third on the ring announcer. I want to have a one on them and they introduce the opening match. And as the guys are coming to the ring, I want a completely different looking set. I don't want it to look like a pro wrestling set. I want this to look like a professional sports broadcast. And for so many years, the argument was, well, there's nothing else like this. It's hard to, hard to say like what would wrestling look like if it was a real sport because it's hard to compare it to basketball and hard to compare it to hockey and baseball and whatever. But it's not. But now that UFC is a thing, you can literally just rip off how UFC does their broadcast. Obviously, you can change it up how, as you see fit, but there's already a blueprint now of how to do this in a sports broadcast way. And no professional wrestling company in the world is doing this. And it would give such a different feel to this show. I want it to be something where if someone is changing the channel and they come across it, it has to be different than WWE. It can't just be WWE light. It needs to be a completely different thing.
1: On that note, you know what I would love to see? You know those in the NFL, those rotating cameras that take you around? Yeah. I would love that. From one side of the ring to the other, so you can just see the action in like a 180 degree motion, I think would be in a floating cam, like from a high level from you know, like when they,
0: when they like the pre snap cam that
1: takes you yeah, from the sideline,
0: the XFL camera, I call it. Yeah. Um, they, WWE used a camera. They used a drone camera at a recent like outdoor event. It might've been the Saudi Arabia one. I don't remember, but they like, they started the drone from the top of the building. And it was a long shot of just panning down, panning down, and circling yeah, the ring. I don't and want that. Was, I, want,
1: I want to cut to this mid-action. And then they're doing, maybe during like a rest hold or something, you cut to it, and you use that motion to storytell. And that's you have the announcers tell a story while so that you're engaged in the in the motion of the camera while they're telling the story during a spot that generally isn't as interesting. It's why the NFL pre snap because you're watching guys walk to the fucking line. Nobody gives right. a shit, but they're explaining the play, and then they're they're moving the camera so that you're you're going with them into whatever's gonna happen next. And I think that would be fucking cool. Um, but I like your idea. I, I, I like the idea of just, you know, the following program is blah, blah, blah. And it's just crowd noise, city shot, cut to yep. announcers. Then I would roll the opening video. I would have them hype whatever's happening, roll the opening video. Um, they come back, uh, hype the city to Dash of Fuentes. Um, I always think, like, we talk about, like, the Raw, the Union Underground theme from back in the day and how yep. jacked used to get everyone. So I think having that proper entry video like the music to listen as some somebody who used to help produce weekly television wrestling shows the intro music to your show uh, i really think can make or break what happens um and if you have really fucking mellow odd like f- music like it, it, you're not inviting anyone to anything that resembles what's going to happen next so i think it has to reflect what's happening so
0: i also would like to see post-match interviews. So, and this, yeah. I would totally kill any promo segments. Dead. Never happening again on my television. I just think it's so ludicrous that entrance music hits, so-and-so walks the ring with a microphone and then has a soliloquy for like 15 minutes. What In what world, And any, like imagine, and I, I probably said this on this show many times before, anytime I've ever talked about wrestling, or maybe it was on other podcasts. I don't know. But could you imagine if the Maple Leafs are about to play a hockey game, but before that happens, music hits and Austin Matthews skates out to center ice with a microphone in his hand and starts running down the Ottawa Senators. And then halfway through whatever he has to say, the music hits and Tim Stutzel comes out with his own microphone. And now they're both at center ice and they're yapping at each other. And then <laughs> while, they're, while they're yapping at each other, all of a sudden uh, music hits and it's Gary Bettman standing up in the press box and Bettman's like, you know what we're going to have tonight? We're going to have a hockey game tonight because everyone who came to the building tonight didn't think there's going to be a fucking hockey game. They had no idea that was going to happen. But we needed Gary Bettman to tell us that there is in fact going to be a hockey game tonight. And then not only is there going to be a hockey game tonight, but this legend, Matt Sundin, is going to play tonight. And and Daniel Alfredson's gonna join in he's gonna have a like what the fuck are we doing like are you telling me in this moment the show has started it's 8 o'clock probably 8.15 now by the time these assholes have been yapping their mouth and no one had a format that said this is what we're gonna do on this show today we're just making up matches like let's do whatever the fuck we want making up matches
1: drives me nuts I don't mind the promo time I think the promo time is fine um i uh i i i've never really been a fan of the the cameras just there catching stuff happening like yes. i don't like i i prefer things happening in relation then triple h is doing a really good job of that nothing happens and have you noticed this nothing happens just because a camera happens to be there it's usually there's an interview then something's happening in the background and then the right. cameras will catch that later the camera goes and falls like, like la Knight gets yeah. scared he leaves cameras are trying to catch up with him then he gets attacked like it's not just like it's not like he's just w- walking somewhere and people are there or like those weird segments they used to do in the, the locker room where it's like edge and mysterio just talking to each other and for some reason there's a camera okay.
0: Right. Or like someone gets jumped in the bathroom. It's like, oh, the camera, they're already there waiting for. It's like, yeah, but he was in like, the bathroom. What yeah, are we doing? Shit. <laughs> why is there a camera
1: here? <laughs> right. So, or like, or like the camera that just watches Batista and then that guy runs by, but he's just like fucking pumping weights. Like, why? Like that, that never, I like the idea. I really like the idea of post-match interviews. Um,
0: I think they'd be cool. Like in the moment. So this. So this is where I'm going with this. You can still have your promo. I'm not saying don't have promos in wrestling. You need to have promos in wrestling. But it doesn't need to be this super long opening segment of every fucking show. Now, I know AEW doesn't do that as much as WWE does. But they still do it. But (laughs) but it needs to be. Imagine a sports broadcast. So the period ends or the half ends. How does the interview happen? Like, I'm just asking a professional wrestling booker or writer to watch a fucking sport once in your life. That's all I'm asking. And try to create the wrestling version of that. So when the half ends in a football game, you're going to have a sideline reporter go up to the athlete and ask them a question. And then the wrestler will answer that question. Now he can go off on his own tangent however he wants to answer the question. But I think it's important for the announcer to ask the question and hold the microphone in their face and yeah, have I them think, answer the question. I think what There's happens so many that... times in wrestling where guys just grab the microphone and the announcer fucks off. Like that is, as someone who's gone to broadcasting school, that's like rule number one when you're learning about sideline reporting is to never let go of your microphone. Like the the athlete doesn't own that microphone. Your radio station or your television station owns that microphone. You don't give up the microphone because then you lose all control of the segment. You are in control of the segment. You ask the athlete the question, they answer the question, and that's it. And then we will... Then you throw it back to the other announcer. Like, you're supposed to be throwing it to each other so the viewer can understand what's happening on this show, right? I like the idea of uh,
1: that. I think that having not things always prepared either. So it's like, hey, like, what happened out there? You were going in real confident. And even if they have nothing to say, like, well, I don't, I tell you the truth, I don't know, but I'm going to have to regroup. Like, that's, it doesn't have to be groundbreaking. Like, it can just be off the cuff. Like, even if they don't have anything prepared, like, just. Uh, i fucked up <laughs> and they leave like that that's more than enough you know i think some i think they don't realize that and i think they're afraid of of not having this ground baking promo every time um you know i think just being in character and sometimes facial expressions in those moments can can tell enough of a story sometimes tell more of a story because um, you're not fucking it up with words so yeah i don't know i like that idea
0: Anyways, I have plenty of these ideas and Tony Khan, let me know if you want me to give you some more of these great ideas that I have in my head and we can uh, we can discuss. There was one more thing I want to get to, James. I don't know if we have time for this because this is going to be a really long segment of of what Maybe we this put that in really our long. pocket. Yeah. Um, and I don't think I even talked about exactly what I don't know at the beginning of the show what I even said, but basically it's a segment we're uh, experimenting with. We'll probably do it another day. It's basically what if this were to happen and how uh, history would have changed. But we've gone pretty long already, so we'll put a pin in that and we will end this show the same way we end all of our episodes.
1: That's
0: right, it's everyone's favorite segment of the week because it is the segment where we get to hear... Maven's entrance music for literally no reason. This is Shoutouts. This is where we end the show on a high note and talk about something that we liked or someone that we like or something we just want to bring light to. I'm going to go first because Mike might be a bit of a, doubt, a downer. No. But um, I think it's worth mentioning because we talked a lot about TNA this episode and uh, wrestling in general. And this past week, Don West uh, did pass away over the past couple of days. And D.W., if you weren't watching TNA back in the day, and again, like we talked about, it, like you can go on your Samsung television to whatever channel it is. I don't know. Go to sports and you'll find it there. There's an Impact Wrestling channel. And it shows a lot of old TNA matches and uh, events and stuff. And Don West was such an important part of that era of TNA. And man, like the energy that he brought to that show... It really felt like an alternative to WWE because it didn't sound anything like WWE. Like you had Mike Taney in this voice that you believed and trusted in because Mike Taney was the professor. Like he was always the guy.
1: WCW, so it was familiar.
0: Yeah, like it was a familiar voice from WCW, and WCW always used Mike Taney anytime they had like luchadors or Japanese guys or like anyone who wasn't a part of the main roster. They'd bring in Iron Mike because he knew everybody, he knew everything about everybody. So, you didn't have to have Tony Schiavone doing the heavy lifting on stuff like that. Tanay would jump in there as the guy who knows everything. So, he was a great play-by-play guy for TNA, and they paired him with Don West, who admittedly probably didn't know a whole lot about wrestling, but he just knew how to hype things. He knew how to get you excited for something. He knew how to sell you something. And Don... His voice will forever be attached to some of the craziest moments in TNA, like Jeff Hardy jumping off the set or that uh, the cage match. Elix Skipper walking the top of the cage, doing that huda kinrana. That moment will forever have Don West's voice on it. And it's horrible, of course, for what happened to him. Uh, he's battling uh, some significant health issues for the end of his life there. But. I think we can all look back at Don's time with TNA and remember how awesome that guy was and how much he brought to the industry.
1: Yeah. It's, it's also kind of eerie that we had talked about him on, when, at our visit, we sat there and I said, uh, he's still pretty sick, eh? And you said, yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure. We checked him. Yeah. He was still alive when we were talking about it. And, Man, you're right. That It sucks, but, like, such a unique, identifiable voice, and I think that's why um, it works so well. Is it, it, it fit perfectly for what it needed to be. Um, I don't think there's anybody who could have sat in that chair and, and had the impact that he had for uh, for it. So, um, yeah, cool. That's a good shout-out. Um, mine is... To a mutual acquaintance slash friend of ours, um, my shout-out is to K. Trevor Wilson because I've been watching uh, the new season of Letterkenny. And man, it just doesn't get old. Like, the the shtick just doesn't... Like, the writers... I was, I was saying this to my dad who watches it too. I'm like, they just find ways to make it work and it just doesn't... It's not stale. Like, the and maybe the shout-out isn't entirely to k trevor wilson but to him and the cast and everyone involved in the show it it's (laughs) the the opening episode is just about which potato chip is the best and i don't know that there's a through line this season i haven't got that far like the last couple seasons there's been a hard through line i'm not sure if there is one i don't feel like there is one coming which is great and it's refreshing because then it can just be shows especially as a palate cleanser after shorzy which was a major through line um and but, Ktr Wilson, a wrestling fan in his own right, um, just like just every season, I see something different from that guy. And there's this episode this season about a missing dog, and uh, his his ability to deliver <laughs> to to <laughs> he goes off with the skids, and it's just so good because he he plays. Th- this character so well that can just adapt into any situation and either become super angry or super soft. And it's fucking awesome. He's, he's really good at it. So
0: it's funny. Like I changed my shout out halfway through because we were talking about TNA and it reminded me of Don West, but I had written down Kate Trevor Wilson as my shout out. This oh week. really? Yeah. The exact, I had the exact same shout out until I changed it to Don West. Ah. Um, somewhere in the world. I don't know where it may be. But somewhere in the world, there is a recording of a wrestling event where me and K. Trevor Wilson do commentary. Um, Don't remember what show it was. I feel like it was Variety Village in Scarborough. Um, I don't remember what the card was. If I had to guess, it might have been a pretty big card. It might have been like the Young Bucks one that also had like Michael Elgin on there. And I don't remember. Uh, there was a number of events that happened in that building, but I do remember working with K Trevor Wilson there and a, at least one or two other times after that as well. And of course we'd always run into him at wrestling events for smash wrestling. Cause again, he's just a big wrestling fan. And so as James will do some editing, you probably didn't hear that last thing he just said, but we do appreciate you sticking around and listening to this entire podcast, that podcast that did not feature Maddie key. And the reason why, um, We will discuss perhaps on next week's episode. But until then, until that next episode, episode 38, this has been episode 37. It was brought to you by Now Your Treasures. This is 43.6. Thank you for subscribing and sharing with all your friends. And we will see you next week.